Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So today we're going to unpack some of the things that we think might make the App Store better. Um, and if you were a listener to Developing Perspective, uh, the show I did before this one, uh, you might know that I, about a year ago, I did a long, long series, actually maybe even two years ago, I did a long series about um, things that I thought could make the App Store better. And we both kind of make, make our livings inside of the App Store. And so, as you would imagine, we have a lot of concerns, thoughts, goals, like things we'd, we think about in the App Store, because it's a place we spend a lot of time both as a customer, but also as a as a producer, it's easy, I think, for us to look at the App Store and to just kind of like whine about it, to look at it and say, oh, I wish it did this, I wish it did that. Like, we all have some kind of like pet things that we think might make it better for whatever the, you know, better might mean to us. But it's challenging. It's difficult for us to perhaps to take the sort of like the step back and say, you know, the App Store is the way it is, um, you know, and whining about that isn't going to change it. Um, we can look at it and we can learn from it. And it's like our job um, as developers is to understand how we can make a living inside of sort of it as as it exists and hope that Apple is doing things on their end to make it better. Um, but from the outside, it seems like, you know, sometimes when I think about the App Store too much, I start to get sad. And I go and like when I'm trying to be a good student of the App Store and understand like what's being successful, what's working. You know, I'll go to the top grossing list, which isn't necessarily the most constructive place because that's not really the kind of apps I'm making. You know, but I go there and I look at like the, the top mode, the, the top uh, grossing app, which right now as a recording is Clash Royale. Um, and I go to its IAP list and it's like, what would you like to buy? A fistful of gems, a pouch of gems, a bucket of gems, a barrel of gems, <laughs> a mountain of gems, or a wagon load of gems. Wait, is that really what I thought you were joking? No, no, no. That That is that is the list of the top end purchases in the top <laughs> grossing app right now. Oh, that's, like, that's, that's so what, sad. And it's kind of sad, too, when I think about like I go to WWDC every year. And almost always they'll have, like, Apple will have a big slide that talks about how much money they've paid out to developers. Last year it was something like $14 billion or something. And rather than that being, like, exciting and encouraging and being like, yeah, let's, you know, let's let's do this, guys. It just kind of makes me sad because I look at that number and I just think, well, I guess that's a lot of wagons full of gems. <laughs> and that's just not great. Yeah, I mean, like, that that number, you know, outside of any information on the distribution of of those stats like you know the media might be a little more interesting although honestly it would probably be pretty sad too uh, just in the in the opposite direction but yeah i mean like when you have these these mega hit games that are bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars a day or more uh that that's that's roughly what we're talking about here it's it, you could be bringing in millions of dollars a day from our perspective it's it's re- it's really easy to look at that and be like wow why am i even in the app store if that's what succeeds but that's you know that's not a very productive way to look at it or encouraging way to look at it i I think a better way to look at it is we we aren't even playing the same game as these people and the what we need to be concerned about is is there a game that we can play here like is there a spot for us in the app store where we can succeed i i think you know there's enough apps by smaller shops that aren't abusive games like this (laughs) like there's enough apps that do succeed that the answer to that is is almost certainly yes there is a spot um, but that doesn't mean necessarily that it's easy to get into one of those spots, um, although it might not necessarily need to be easy. Uh, but that also doesn't mean that Apple's, you know, doing everything they can to make sure the rest of the store is healthy besides just that top grossing list. And there's lots of areas, I think, for potential improvement that we're going to talk about. 
Yeah. And, and I think it's one thing, the thing that motivated, I think, this discussion, why I wanted to sort of talk about it now is that if for the first time in a long time, I feel like there's outward signs that the App Store is going to be changing this year. Um, and m- most significant of which is Phil Schiller is now taking responsibility for it. Which, I mean, I think Phil is awesome, and that's really encouraging to me. But even just the simple fact of there's a change in leadership there, that there's a change in responsibility, like, in my mind, can only be better, be good. Um, and I think I'm you know encouraged that even Phil has kind of publicly, in a few random sort of tweets or things, when people are bringing to his attention, like, there's weird issues in the App Store. Like, uh, I'll probably have a link in the show notes to a tweet someone sent him showing a sort of like a featured area in the App Store for the puzzle games and it's just full chock full of the 2048 clones and you kind of have the and he you know his response to that is like that shouldn't happen we'll look into it thank you and the fact that he that kind of thing is even happening at any level makes me encouraged and so i think we wanted to do for the rest of the episode is to kind of think through what are some things that we would like to see done? You know, like we were, if we, if we were sitting down in a room with Phil and he was like, you know, as independent developers, what could I do to make the app store better for you? Like, what would that be? Um, and think through what, what that would actually be and things that we could think about that would make, you know, the app store an objectively better place, um, both as a customer or as a, you know, someone who makes their living in it. Uh, so our sponsor this week is Tapstream. You've invested months building your app, fought the good fight with Xcode, and have used NSLog more times than you care to admit. Now comes the really ugly part, marketing your app. Tapstream is a company built by app makers who were annoyed that the big guys like Zynga and King had in-house marketing tools that gave them an unfair advantage. So they set out to change that. Tapstream assists you at every step of the marketing cycle. Start with tracking installs and engagement to understand where to focus your marketing dollars or attention. Tapstream will also let you show new users personalized welcome screens that speak directly to them based on the marketing campaign that brought them to your app. These screens are fully edited and controlled from Tapstream's online dashboard, allowing you to ask for newsletter signups, give tips, or free in-app currency to users acquired through specific channels. You can easily implement iOS 9.2-style universal deep links in minutes and get to see all the click data associated with each link. Tapstream will even let you quickly add a full referral program to your app, getting users to invite their friends and receive rewards for successful installs. As developers, we often bristle when someone mentions marketing, but marketing doesn't have to be a dirty word. Tapstream's suite of tools is built for mobile developers by mobile developers. This means they're highly focused on making it the easiest-to-use platform with tools that can be deployed quickly. You can get started with the SDK in a few minutes and implement any product within an hour. Tapstream is offering all under-the-radar listeners a 30-day free trial and, this is a big one, a permanent 50% discount on their Marketing Pro account level. This includes all platform features and products, including analytics, deep links, app invites, and campaign landers. Tapstream.com slash UTR for Under the Radar. Once again, that's Tapstream.com slash UTR. Sign up today. Thanks a lot to Tapstream for sponsoring us and all of RelayFM. All right. I think that one of the biggest things I'd like to see, I just want to see signs of motion. Signs that Apple believes that this isn't as good as it could be and is willing to take the steps to prioritize real change and and experimentation and improvement in the App Store. Because the App Store is now just under eight years old. For being almost eight, it really has not changed very much from the way it was launched. There have been small improvements here and there, but almost unchanged. The entire industry, Apple included, have we learned nothing since it started? You know, obviously we've learned something. So I think it's it's upon Apple to to just show that like they're willing to make changes 
over time as we learn what works, what doesn't, what's healthy, what's not. And so far, we've seen very little of that. So that's what I, my number one hope is not any, any one particular change, but just I really hope that Apple just shows signs of not being complacent, not thinking that what they have now is the inevitable end and as good as it can get. I agree. Yeah. And I think seeing, like I said, any, in some ways it's any change. Like there are certainly things that like pet things that I would like and which we'll certainly talk about, but just having a sense that the app store is going somewhere and that I could like, if I, if I look towards my, like my own personal future of like, should this be the place that I'm making my living? If it seems like it's going sort of getting worse and worse, or at least, you know, sort of has plateaued at a not great level. Like that's not an encouraging thing to look forward to and to seek to kind of invest my time and energy into versus something that seems like even if it's just a slow incremental process of getting better and better, that would be great. That would be encouraging. Like that would be unmotivating and, and something that would be worth, you know, make it feel more worthwhile to put all the, you know, sort of all the time, the time and attention that I'm putting into um, the app store currently. Yeah. I mean, that's because like, I, I feel like where it is now is not in in a very encouraging place for people like us. You know, it, right now, like we can get by, but it's hard, and there's not a lot of headroom. It, it doesn't feel like it's it's on its way up anymore. It feels like it's on its way down, at least for people like us. You know, and it feels like we have fewer and fewer options over time of like how to make a decent living in the app store. A lot of this is just market forces at work here. A lot of this is is not within Apple's control to change. By far, the biggest problem in the App Store for, for you know, indies to get by is just that there's a massive amount of relentless competition, not only for exactly the same things that your apps do. Like, you know, if I release a podcast app, there's already a whole bunch of podcast apps out there. So that's problem number one. Problem number two, anything I do in mine that, that will be different or, or noteworthy other people will be able to do as well. Uh, you know, nothing, I'm not like, I don't have any kind of magical abilities that nobody else can duplicate. You know, it, anybody can do the same things I do. And if you have an app that is popular at all, that will happen. Because, number three, there are absolutely tons of developers out there. They all are trying to make the same living out of the same pie. And the pie is growing, but so is that pool of developers. And then finally, number four, uh, there are lots of other things competing for everyone's attention all the time on their phones as well. So even if your app does pretty well against other similar apps, you're also competing with literally everything else they have available on their phone, which is everything in the consumer web world right now, basically. So like you're competing with those top grossing games. You're like, instead of listening to a podcast, they could choose to go play Clash or whatever. You know, so like, you, you are competing with all of those things. Because this this is the hot place to be, the the level of competition is just immense and ruthless. Yeah. I mean, I think I was so like before the show, I went and took a look at just trying to put to quantify just how big the app store is and how much it's continuing to even grow. And honestly, at the end of looking at all this, I just had tremendous sympathy for the poor app reviewers. Because right now in the app store, I think they're depending on, I found a couple of conflicting numbers, but the number is somewhere in the ballpark of around 2 million apps. Um, and it seems like there's they're being added to the store at roughly 2,000 a day. Um, seems to be the best number I could get kind of looking around, which means that during this show, like during 30 minutes of this show, something like 42 apps will have launched. And that's just new apps. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, that's not even updates. Like the poor people in app review. I don't even know how that's 
like how to conceive of the workload that those poor people must have even you can't release apps that quickly even even me i mean i'm famous for having lots of apps and i look at this and it's like how like the first thing that i think that apple needs to work on is understanding if they're going to do something about that early on in the app store they used to always get up on stage and talk about they'd be you know we now we have a hundred thousand apps now we have five hundred thousand apps now we have a million apps like as though having a big number were something desirous and in the early stages, maybe it was to say like, you know, they really, when they were first building out the app store, it was an important thing to have lots of apps and to cover all the different goals and things that people might want to do on their phones. But my suspicion is at this point that of those, say, 2,000 new apps every day, I can't imagine all of them, or at least even the majority of them, are really adding to the platform and making it better and stronger. And puts a tremendous load, I'm sure, on the app review team. And so it means that like you and I, when we submit a bug fix update, say like, you know, we have some some problem in our app, we submit it, we have to wait at least a week to get it reviewed and out into the store. And I can't imagine, I gotta imagine some of that is coming from just the sheer volume of junk. And like, that's, say 2000 is the right number. It's like 2000 a day apps are being, new apps are being approved. Like how many, what's the number of apps that are getting rejected? (laughs) Like it's, oh it's just it's, it's just got to like there's got to be things that Apple can do on that end, and I don't know if it's changing the review guidelines, making it so that there's some kind of extra barriers to actually submitting apps to try and make you know or being just sort of harsher in app review and having higher standards um, on sort of a more editorial uh, opinionated side to make it so that people get the you know so sort of very quickly you would expect that if the process of just sort of putting sort of not not high level apps into the app store became unsuccessful after a while people would stop doing that it would be a waste of time and not really worth the effort or something but yeah but that's so risky though like any anything they do to try to make subjective judgments uh, i feel like is is just asking for trouble because i mean they already have a lot of these things now and and they do often get crap for making a bad decision uh usually usually warranted anything they do to try to say like okay well now your app doesn't have to just follow these rules it also has to be like worthy a little to some degree sure. even if it's just a minor degree this has to be like worthy of being included in the store it has to have value to somebody and they already define that minimum functionality rule which is you know vague and that just refers to a level of functionality what if there was also a level of minimum quality and again there have been rules that are kind of alluded to this in the guidelines since the beginning but they haven't really been enforced very much the problem though is that this isn't just like phil schiller making those decisions this is probably hundreds of employees in app review who 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 all have to be making those decisions constantly they're not going to be able to kick every one of them up to a manager for approval so you're going to have to you they have to come up with rules that can be consistently enforced with a with a large staff the more room for subjectivity there is um, the harder it is to achieve consistency and they already have issues with this anything they do to make the rules to basically raise the bar of their minimum quality standards they're going to get so many more problematic rejections, so much more bad press about problematic rejections, and they're going to have people like us complaining. So it's it's a hard balance to strike. I don't think they've struck the right balance yet. You know, certainly raising the bar is is challenging. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, and I look at that and it's like, I don't envy how they would make the decision, but it seems like it's either you have to take the approach of like the Google Play Store. Like the bar is like, is this basically functional and not malware kind of, at least conceptually. I mean, I'm, I'm not a Google Play expert, but I'm, the app review process there is much more streamlined and, and straightforward. This is best I understand it, where you have very low low bars and, you know, you approach the 
sort of problem almost more on the like on the demand side rather than the supply side. Like you just let anybody who wants to have an app be in the store. If you do that, you just need to build the store itself, like the front end into that, such that users can very easily and quickly get away from things that aren't great and only are driven towards things that are good. Because I think you could probably say like the best, the ultimate goal of the app store, like if you had to try and boil that down, is that any time a customer downloads an app, they're getting a good experience. Like that would be seemed a reasonable goal for what the app store is trying to do. That a user says, I have a need or I want to be amused or entertained or whatever it is. And they go to the app store that the things that they find there are going to give them a positive experience. And, you know, there's a lot of things that Apple could do, maybe on the editorial side, um, to dramatically, you know, improve that structure, where right now, you know, of the, in the App Store app, like, there's the featured area, the top charts area, and the explore area. The featured area, they certainly, I think they, they do a pretty good job. Like, there are very rarely things in that first tab of the App Store that I look at and I see and that I'm like, if someone downloaded that, that they're going to have a bad experience. If the, in the top charts area... It starts to get a lot more questionable. And there's a little bit of like self-filtering of that, that obviously people, in order to be on one of those lists, lots of people had to have thought that your app was good, but it starts to get more questionable. And then you get into the Explore tab, like that poor third tab in the App Store app, which has been three or four different things over the last eight years and just feels like it's always turning over and it never quite finds its way. But, you know, like that's the place that um, you'll start to very quickly kind of get into areas where it's, the quality or at least the the robustness of those apps are it becomes more and more problematic as you go and it's like maybe if apple can't fix it on the like on the review side maybe it's just let's just focus on editorial let's staff up dramatically really go through the app store and it's like if we think these apps aren't good like we're you know maybe it's like we just flag them as such and we say like you know this is a b app and it's not going to show up in a certain places or it's going to be very be prioritized in the way that people can find it but it's still there like i don't know is that better I hope they would do something like that behind the scenes, though I figure they probably aren't. But if they did, it would probably not be wise for us to know about that. <laughs> you know, like because sure. I, I think that would cause issues. You know, ultimately, what we what we want Apple to do is to make it easier for apps like ours to to be successful and and to be found by people in the app store. But it's worth challenging the assumption that our apps are better. You know, like like sure. If you look at what's actually in the App Store, and if you look at that top grossing list and you see what succeeds, it's probably hard for Apple to look at that and, and think they have to do anything differently than what they're doing now in, in like content uh, choosing or, or, or steering the rules in such a way to encourage or discourage different types of apps than what they're getting now. Uh, because what they're doing now is working very well, just not for people like us. But it's working very well for some people, and it's working very well by many metrics for Apple's customers. In the way that people are downloading a bunch of apps, they are playing these games and putting their coins in. It does work for a lot of people now, just not us. So is that really a problem? Like, Do you think Apple sees it as a problem, and do you think it actually is a problem? It's a tough question, because it's really hard to separate, obviously, the my own personal views and business from like sort of just like the more objective if this was not what I did and I was just a you know someone who just went to the Apple store bought an iPhone and opened up the app store like and it is definitely a trap and I think you're sort of point good right to point it out if of the in these types of discussions in our community that you can very easily slip into the very subjective just like indie apps are better 
kind of a, a, a mindset and you end up with like, well, it's like if there's not a vibrant, independent community of app, of app makers that somehow like the world is a, a sad and terrible place. And, you know, and you could argue in some ways it's like, you know, smaller companies tend to take bigger risks and so more innovation happens or those types of kind of more justifications. In some ways, what I hope is that if Apple is happy with the majority of sort of successful businesses in the app store or a lot of the money for the app store, or whatever coming from those types of games and being, or even just being game focused in general, um, that the majority, it's like it's, it's games and big companies like the, in the top 10 grossing apps, there are other things that aren't games. You know, there's things like Spotify or like services like that, like yeah. big companies. The reality maybe is like, and the kind of like the hard thing to say to myself is maybe that's fine with Apple and they're totally cool with that. And in some ways their actions thus far, it would indicate that they are. And there's the, you know, sort of the, the introspection of saying, like, if that's the reality, it's like, am I just in the wrong place? At this point, it's like, it's not something that I really want to make a change about. I'm not saying like, oh, I want to get out of the app store. But it's like, when I look at that, I'm like, maybe at some point I will have to, though, because it would just sort of not be economically viable to do what I do. And that would make me sad. But yeah, like, it's, it's not up to me to decide what goes into the app store or what apps should you know, should the app store be geared around making viable? Um, obviously, I'd like for it to be more viable for me. And I think you could make a reasonable argument that it's important to have some base level of the smaller developers like us kind of filling in cracks and pushing boundaries. And when new things come out, you know, it's like when I've made my business in a lot of ways about watching Apple and how they push you know, new technology out in their in their phones or in the in iOS, looking for new opportunities, and as soon as I can, jumping on those, and being able to take advantage of being smaller and being able to make those kinds of decisions that maybe bigger companies can't, and that seems like a good thing. But it's certainly from my, it's like it's very selfish and self centered to say like if the app store doesn't make my business model work, then you know it's not good. The way that the App Store bothers me now, though, with like what succeeds and what doesn't, you know, not only from from just like a, a, a you know an obvious like envy that those aren't my apps in the top grossing position, but what bothers me th- that I think might be relevant here to Apple and to the users is that the the apps that succeed today, I think, make the iPhone look a bit like a cheap flea market. Uh, it it is not it is not like a a, a high a high fashion or or a high quality branding angle that we see now today with like all these you know basically like casino games they're not this is not like a a classy great experience for a lot of people and it doesn't it doesn't make apple's products look good to know that most people are using them most of the time to like you know throw coins into an into a psychologically abusive game <laughs> that their friends and family made them like obligated to play like i i don't know it and, and uh, you know obviously people you know it's a little bit snobby of me to say because like you know obviously a lot of people do enjoy these games and, and are perfectly fine with that and i and i don't want to diminish their enjoyment of those but do you think from apple's point of view do you think that's really what they want the iphone to to be in practice like do they do they care and does that really fit the way they want to brand this device I wouldn't think so. Like, I mean, this is the funny thing of, you know, I was a fan of Apple before I was an Apple developer. Like I, and the thing that I think is so like at a fundamental level, when I try and think of the things that I associate with Apple and with, you know, sort of like their brand more generally is that there's a certain amount of trying to be more 
it's like it's more aspirational in the sense of they're trying to make it better. They're not just trying to make like the they're not trying to just make a basic works is sufficient is fine phone. Like they're trying to make the best of of anything. And in most of the things that they do, that the, you know, whether or not they hit it or not is a whole other question. But you know, their goal, their mission is to make the best and to have, you know, when you go into an Apple store that you always come out with a good experience. Like it, it's not, they're not trying to be mediocre or sufficient. They're always trying to be better. And if you would apply that kind of mindset to the app store, you would imagine you'd end up with a different app store. You'd imagine if, you know, it's like if they're willing to take that risk of, you know, they don't make the hundreds of different very variations of the iPhone. They try and make one that's really, really good and is the best. And in the same way, it's like they rather than trying to have all the different, you know, it's like you go into an Apple store, it doesn't feel like going into Walmart. It's like the app store is much more like going into Walmart or something like that. Or worse. You're, yeah, but it's, it's that kind of a feeling, right? It's like you go in and you see a charger, whatever, you know, some, some iPhone accessory on the wall of an Apple store. And you expect that that is going to be good. You know, it meets a certain basic level of criteria versus if you go into a, you know, Walmart or you go into Amazon and you're presented with probably 10 times the number of choices, you have a much harder you know, decision and you're in a harder position to make that choice because they haven't curated it for you. They haven't looked at it and said, we think these are the best or these are the ones that you should try. And I would hope if they did the same kind of mindset onto the app store that you could end up with a better experience and a better place like overall and one that would fit they sort of like the apple brand better you know like the google play store i think makes sense for google like that's sort of their thing it's like we you know we index all the information everywhere like their sort of mindset around having a store that isn't strongly curated in the same way like it seems like that would be a better fit potentially but Apple could potentially take the other take the other extreme and say, like, you know what, this is where we're going to go. And I think that would fit for them. And, you know, ultimately, obviously, I would like that, I think. I would, too. I mean, like, I, I was getting on a plane uh, recently and I, and I wanted to download a whole bunch of, like, new good games. And seeing what was actually successful in the top charts and and just trying just trying to find good games for myself to play on the plane, like... If nothing else, the App Store should have tons of good games, right? But it, I honestly had a lot of trouble finding any that had any kind of depth whatsoever. Most of them are like, you know, really like stupid, simple, like shallow things that like you play it for 10 seconds. You're like, oh, that's all it is. OK, like it was actually really hard to find good stuff. I, I feel like I feel like we need better stuff in the App Store and we need Apple to to think about how they can how they can uh, get better stuff in there how they can incentivize and sustain the development of better apps not just more apps yeah and i think there's some big problems here around like it's like the old what they call it, the broken window problem mm-hmm. you know where you have if you you know in a neighborhood if you had a house that has you know has sort of is derelict and has some broken windows in it like it starts it ha- it has this different other thing, it's like it starts to affect things that even aren't just that one house. It's like if the bar and the expectation for going to the app store isn't high enough, it's going to have knock-on effects to lots of other apps. And other people, like you end up with customers who have diff- have different expectations. They'll look at the app store and say, I, you know, it's like you're more, t- it's like things like I think about like our discussion last week or about uh, pricing where it's harder in some ways to make a set to, to convince someone to have a paid upfront app and to download it. And in some of that, I could imagine is coming from a place of 
A, there's a tremendous competition, which is sort of always going to have a downward uh, pressure on pricing. But also, like, if you don't have good expect good reason, you know, good expectations that what you're downloading is going to be good is going to be worth it because you've been burned before. Like, that's going to discourage you from going and going ahead and downloading other apps and paying for them up front, and so you end up with you know more free apps. And if your app is free, then you have different like you enter this this kind of vicious cycle because the amount of time that you're able you sort of, sort of can justify putting into something if you expect to only be able to make money back from it um you know either from consumable in a purchase or even just like if you're just putting it out with ads in it like you're sort of the value of each customer to you and for the the downside of having a customer have a bad experience like it just continues to shrink down in kind of this negative cycle exactly all right. Well, we're out of time today. Uh, I think we're going to continue this discussion next week, um, and with maybe some specific suggestions uh, on like how Apple can really make the App Store better, specific areas that might be worth experimenting with. So, thanks a lot for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.